0: hi guys welcome to the hatching pod my name is Abisola, um aka the hatching lady and today i have hmm, see if i call her some titles now she will reject it but i have somebody that is so dear to me because she's just so inspiring like i see her Mm -hmm. and i'm like how do you do all this all these things they are so inspiring i do everything and you do them well i feel like that's one thing that has really um attracted me to her and let he me give you background of how i met this person <laughs> talk about talk about the lord right so i met this person through at an event but before i met this person at an event i already heard people talking about people uh, hyping this person Ah, uh, what this person means people are saying tolu tolu to oh i out the name people saying to who is this person safe and then when i went to the event which was Yazim by the way in i think 20 2019 and then i now saw her and and i now saw how marvelous that place was i'm like "Uh uh-uh you deserve the hype times 10 you deserve the hype and then um she now also um invited me for to grab to grab a a drink and then we got talking and i'm like take me away i'm in love i'm in love with you already um so join me today to welcome tolu say hello thank you so much Tolu for joining us today
1: thank you for being here hi everyone hi the hatching pot people oh. family all around the world
0: we are so honored to have you like no jokes like no jokes we're such a privilege that you're here today so thank you so much for gifting us your time and i know you're also gifting us your wisdom because it's plenty it's plenty <laughs> thanks,
1: thanks, thanks for chasing me down <laughs> man it was a real chase
0: <laughs> thank you um so when, when i was thinking about like what to call you like the topic that i should assign to you for this um, podcast my head went to different places because like you wear a lot of hats right and i'm like where exactly should i really think of this man i'm just daddy because when i think career and tech especially for a a lady i think you right when i think fashion and um content creator i think you right when i think friendship i also think you because i feel like you have some really solid connects and i want to learn like how you really manage all those um like building networks and the likes and then when i now think young young adults my mind instantly when i had the topic for young adults my mind instantly went to you and it shows like how amazing you've been in contributing to like seeing young adults thrive so thank you again and our topic for today (laughs) Our topic for today is a very funny topic, right? It's about like how do we get young adults more involved in church and <laughs> That's I think old question right, right. I think my first question to you would be, what have you heard from young adults about like reasons why they don't even want to be involved in church?
1: Hmm. so I guess it's important to kind of set the the basis or the foundation that I've been I guess serving in young adults ministry for 10 years now wow mm. 10 11 years <laughs> <laughs> um when i started i didn't know what the heck i was doing but <laughs> um and honestly i'm still all, i'm still learning as well um every time right with every interaction there are learnings so one thing i would say is number one, the landscape of young adults, like who we refer to as young adults is changing. So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing to recognize. Um, We're now in this transitional period where I I wouldn't consider myself really a young adult anymore because I am, what, 36 now and people my set were kind of moving out of young adulthood. If anything, I feel like the pandemic kind of just caused that like shift and then now the real young adults are the gen z's so if you (laughs) ask me that what's the reason why young adults are not getting involved in church or why they don't want to get involved yeah like millennials the reasoning are different from the reasoning for gen z so that's (laughs) that's the one differences that i'm finding right now. yeah um so with millennials then it was just about i guess people felt like the the church didn't take them seriously or take us, I guess our generation's millennials seriously as in we we have a lot of ideas, we want to do stuff, blah, 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 blah. but um, you know, there isn't that opportunity given to do it. Yeah. And also maybe when um when it's done, like it's almost like they know okay you can do these things, but they don't give you that opportunity for you guys to do your thing. Yeah. But then it looks like when church wants to do something then they now know oh it's young adults they call to do stuff so people felt used Mm. or they're feeling used by the church so that's it for millennials yeah i think that's getting better it's gotten better over the years especially as like older people are realizing like hey we are getting old who are we gonna pass on this thing to
0: yeah
1: so there's that and then the idea of like people feel like again not being taken seriously because when a lot of times people think young adults like oh Prayers, they are not serious. Like the word, they are not serious. Mm. So that that just idea of being like downplayed, that's one. That's mm. for millennials. The main one for Gen Zs are just, I think Gen Zs feel like they can't connect. <laughs> I used to find that really, really <laughs> odd. Like, I'm like, what do you guys mean? Like, and even with the weird thing is Gen Zs feel like they can't relate, number one. Mm. Not just, you would think to adults, but what I was hearing a lot with, I guess the ones in my church was, even to us millennials. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. They they don't feel like so they feel like millennials take again downplay them, which is kind of funny. <laughs> millennials are doing the same thing. Yeah. That was done to them. Yeah. the Gen Zs. So they feel like the millennials kind of look down at them. Yeah. Which now brings me reminds me of First Timothy is it four seventeen. Oh, second timothy for something like don't let anyone look down on you right but be an example to believers right yeah i was like oh so god knew that's why he put that in there because it seems like this is something that would always happen for generations those that feel looked down on will now look down on the next generation so that's the main thing for for gen z's and then the fact that like they feel like they can't connect and Obviously, they grew up in a different internet generation. Yeah. So I feel like even us as the church as a whole, we're still trying to figure out how to connect with them. So that's that's another learning yeah. phase of us. So yeah, those are the two major things I would say. It's different for millennials versus Gen Z. And then it's funny that like the same being looked down upon still keeps carrying on from generation to generation. Wow.
0: Thank you so much. Like, I didn't think of dividing it like that. Like, I wouldn't even think that I am old. I would, th- I would have thought that, oh, yeah, the candidates, one of us are younger, just <laughs> oh,
1: no, no. I have the one that calls me big mommy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, obviously, it's all fun and jokes, but he's not kidding. He was like, oh, let, let me help you the way I help my mom. Like, because I was trying to figure out something <laughs> on FaceTime, and he's like, Oh, you can't figure it out, Hey, eh? Here, here, let me help you. Like, I helped my mom. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. And I thought I was still cool and younger. and hip.
0: <laughs> Please tell me you're not allowing him call you
1: Big Mom. Oh, it's funny. We understand each other. I'm just like, yes, Be- sure. Because like, I'm, I'm, a- a I'm about
0: to press P right now. Because I, I-, I-, I requested to call you Big sis. We refused it. You refused it. Well, that was
1: different now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh wow! Well, i never i never thought of it that way actually um so would you say that what what would you then say that could be like the remedy to this we've we've talked about how they feel um what can we do better to make them actually get more involved for example the millennials who used is there another way we can use them, like make them feel unused? And then yeah. is there another way that we can actually still get Gen Z's attention I know that we're all young adults and even for the older generation related to Gen Z, knowing that this are actually the future of tomorrow, do you, uh, future leaders of tomorrow. So how do we get them?
1: Yeah. So, so the, the first thing I'll say is like for maybe any much older than me person that's listening to this, especially in the church, to know that it's okay if you don't have all the answers, Mm. right? Different people are called to different types of people. And I think that's why God has different types of children. Yeah. So it's okay if, you know, as a church leader, you don't know how to connect with these young people. Now, the next thing you need to figure out is, who can I get? Or who's here that I've noticed? You know what? They listen to this person Mm. and then, you know, ensure that person is some voice of reason or voice of authority to them. Let that person deal with them. Mm. Because again, as a church leader, you don't have the energy, like you're not going to be everywhere. And that's fair.
0: Yeah.
1: So if it's not your forte or if it's not your ministry, if it's not like a burden in your heart. Yeah. Especially as a big or growing church, find somebody that actually has a passion and cares about that. They're never going to get tired. They're never going to feel used. Mm. And then for that person that is leading young adults, and again, many young adult, you know, church leaders that are listening to this, it's okay. So for millennials, again, you have to know, realize millennials now are now at the stages where they're, they're getting married or have gotten married for a few years now, having their first or second child. So definitely the whole thing of like what young adults, like the activities, it looks different for them now. Because now think about like they have to invest in their marriage they have to invest in their children You know. yeah so that that's different so i think don't don't feel discouraged about that Mm. if you're so now it's not figuring out okay if that's your population if that's the life stage you're in now so it's not a matter of changing activities to fit their lifestyle and then second thing i'll say about the feeling of being used in is that i think there needs to be a change of perspective I think we, we come to church with this idea of, everybody comes to the church with this mindset of they want to get, get, get. I think we don't, we don't verbalize it, but it's there in the back of our minds. So when we're being called to actually serve, like the scriptures ask us to, we serve one another, we bear one another's burden. Like the script, Christian faith is not about getting, it's mm-hmm. about giving and sacrificial, right? So when we now change our mindsets, then this idea when they call us to serve, even if we're not getting anything, it's not being used hey. or if you look at it as like you know, i'm actually getting something from service like mm-hmm. everything i know about leadership was from young adulthood mm-hmm. like leading young adults ministries leading people in church that i'm not paying anything and somehow i tell them to do stuff and you know they they do it and they're so excited about doing it right yeah that's influence and you can take that to work you can lead more effectively at work when everybody's freaking out about this one and that or like being resistant to change you've mastered it and then your superiors are wondering oh okay how come you're acting different than everybody else yeah so you're actually learning a lot of skills from you know relating with people collaboration teamwork yeah. um influencing negotiation like those are all the skills i use at work now so there needs to be a mindset change so that's it for for i guess millennials and for gen z's i would say they're very special i'm still learning i used to do a video on manifesto about the differences between leading millennials and gen z's i am learning a lot so with gen z's there needs to be that um friendship you can't come with your shoulders up they're not coming like i know especially from where i'm from we have we like ah respect that thing it's very important to us (laughs) we have seen frolicking with some children because what's that yeah but with genesis they actually more than anything need that relationship they need that um like it needs to start very casual Hmm. they need to feel like oh okay you know this person is chill like i like in I can talk. They might not even come up like just talking to you. A lot of times, it's just. I, I think they feel that need to be. Not. I think I'm learning that they need. They feel that need to be reassured almost every five seconds. <laughs> Especially the ones that are Christians that know. Okay, now they've decided to follow Christ, and it's. They're not finding useful things on the internet. They need real people. Mm. Right. So with Genesis, you need to come down from your eye horse if you have one. Mm. So literally, you know how Jesus said, it got low, like Jesus went down to the lowly end, like it became, it came down to our level. With Gen Z's, you need to. So that's why sometimes it might seem like the other day I was, um, I posted something on my Instagram about one of my Gen Z's messaged me. It was snowing out, like it was like a big snow and and then, like you know, I'd had like two accidents where I skid, like in the last six years or something like that. So more recently, obviously last September, I skid in the rain, so my car was total. So you know, it was really bad snow, and I think they know by now. Like when it's raining, when it's snowing, I'm a little, I'm still a bit fidgety. So I get a text from him. It's like, oh, it's snowing outside. Make sure you you stay safe. You know. You know how your oldest, like you should have just said something like just about like, yeah, just, just maintain yourself. Don't be going outside. Oh my God. Right. And I just thought that was funny. And I posted it and some people were just like, yo, that's disrespectful. And I'm just like, no, it's not. Like if you understand that dynamic, he's talking to me like he would talk to his friend, even though they talk to me like they would kind of like this or like shade their friend. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're not confused about that. This person is a person of authority. I need to respect. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that. Like for the most part, a lot of them are just looking for somebody to just they need to feel like, okay, I can relate with you. That friendship is really important. Yeah. And they don't feel like, oh, they're going to now disrespect you. No. They they know that. So you can still, ment- I'm very firm with them. Like when it's all fun and jokes, we're all like, ha, 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 ha but when we are serious, West. we know that we're serious. Right. So I think that friendship is really important with Gen Zs, like develop that um, because they really need to feel a safe space. They need to feel like somebody cares about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are two ma- like major things I would say, right? With millennials, change perspective, like help them to kind of change their perspective and have like events around, um. That caters to the life stage right now. And then with Gen Zs, it's more about start with that friendship and then everything else, God will help you to figure out mm. um, the next few steps. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When you're speaking, I'm like, hey, hey, this is wisdom. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so I'll just quickly jump to the next question, which says that should we really be focusing on church or fellowship? the reason for this question is a bit confusing right but you know in the last few years there's been argument that oh church is you church is me like so wherever even if i'm at home i am in church so i don't really need to be with people so so because i asked like how can we get them more involved in church i thought to also ask like should we be getting them more involved in church in the context of um church now or we should just get them more involved in fellowship
1: Mm. So, hmm. (laughs) should we get them more involved in church or in fellowship so i feel like we 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 begin to cause like confuse ourselves when we think those two things are separate or uh, mutually exclusive from one another because they are very intertwined yes so the scripture ephesians first corinthians 12 talks a lot about the body of christ like and so it likens the body or the church yeah. to our human body. So yeah, somebody that would say, "Oh, like me, I'm a church." Actually, no, you're not a church. Like you by yourself, you're not a church because, again, like the like our body, the nose is not the body. The body is like a coming together of different parts of the body to make a body. Yeah. Right. So you sitting down at home by yourself, you're not a church. And then what happens in our natural bodies is that our part of the body, they are fellowshipping. Like that fellowship is what helps them to maintain being one body. Yeah. So imagine if the heart is pumping blood to the brain and the brain does not want to fellowship with the heart because, you know, like I hope they are very smart. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck to your body. (laughs) Because guess what? The rest of the body will feel it, right? Yeah. When people are brain dead. Even though it's their brain that's not working, how come they're not able to function anymore? They're vegetative. They can't move. Yeah. The leg can't be like, "Oh, I'm still gonna go walking." No, because because one person has refused to do their job. Mm. If we begin to think about the body of Christ that way, by like knowing that, hey, if I'm the ear of my young adult ministry and I'm not serious or I'm not hearing well, it's going to affect everybody. or I'm not around. It's going to affect everybody else, whether I like it or not. Yeah. So, should we get a focus on more on fellowship or church? I would say honestly, both. We need to have an understanding of how the body works and how the so go read First Corinthians 12. And also Ephesians talks about is it Ephesians 4? Something talks about every joint or every like the body is like the body of Christ is like the body where every part does its share. So that's all the but like the entire body can work well. So if the heart you know does not work or if the heart is suffering, all the entire body suffers. Yeah. If the right, if one part is suffering, everything suffers. So number one, we need to like change our idea or like have a better understanding of how the scripture talks about the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Like church itself. And then it will help us to really understand the importance of fellowship. Because that's what keeps the body the body. Mm-hmm. Right? Fellowship is core to the body. So now how do we um, so I think number one, teaching that is really important. People need to have an understanding. And then once you teach that, and all of us have an understanding of that, I think that how, like what we need to do, we that wouldn't really be a focus because everybody understands, oh, I need to be here. Yeah. And I'm not being here because, oh, for everybody else. It's also for my own good. For myself, yeah. Right? It's for my own good. So, so we were reading, was it Judges 17? um yeah just so in our bible study we're, we're studying judges and there's a there's a city of Leish. you can l-a-i-s-h that really struck me it talks about how the children of israel went to overtake it and the scripture was very intentional about saying they were isolated they had no allies mm-hmm. and there was no surrounding city around them mm-hmm. so it was easy like nobody was going to come and help them you know it was easy well, to take them yeah so as a person like if you're a part of the body and you decide not to mm. that's like the church is really important i know people talk about like i can go my church is online you're you're doing yourself like you're actually hurting yourself mm. you need to be a part of a physical oh, body Oh wow yeah right yeah. because when you're isolated you're screwed over hmm easy to take you over because you're by yourself go read judges and there are other uh, instances in the scriptures where it was easy to take somebody over because they were by themselves they were isolated Mm -hmm. right so um when you understand the importance of again the body of christ and then of fellowship nobody needs to tell you to to connect with the church it's for your own good it's for your own development and again the Bible talks a lot about different instances where fellowshipping is very important for us as believers, that we should not forsake the gathering mm. of believers. And then when we come together, yeah. oh gosh, you know, we can get a lot more done. We just like to be together. Mm. Wow.
0: Wow. I never saw that that way. Like, it's di- I saw it this way, right? But it's deeper now with it, mm. with more understanding, you know? Um, because I, I tell you, I've never come across that the way th- that they were without, didn't have allies. I've never come across that spiritual. and I'm like, that's very deep because that speaks so much to a vibe in this generation, of, I think it's sub to depression, um, where people feel like I don't want people around me. I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of any community. I just want to be alone. And at times, some people even say, "Oh, I've been hurt by church before." Oh so, or church people before, so that's why I just prefer to be alone. I stream all my services at home. I don't really need to be part of any community because church people are not nice people. But this is actually really saying that whether you like it or not, right? You need that community, and I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Judges, it's Judges eighteen, um, that talks about the the people of Laish towards the end, I believe. Well, wow. um, Judges eighteen twenty seven and twenty eight. Um, they yeah twenty eight. There was no deliverer because it was far from settled and they had no ties with anyone. Wow, it was in the valley that belongs to Beth Rehob. <laughs> yeah, so they had no ties with anyone. So you can't like it's. It's really really important for you and I, I understand church hurts like I um. And that's and there's this Yoba proverb that says even the teeth and the tongue fight. All right, that's a direct translation. Like, you know how sometimes you're eating, you, like bite Even your like tongue. That. Yeah. Yeah, you bite your tongue, right? <laughs> so with the tongue now, I could say, okay, I'm, I'm going. Where are, you, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, where are you going? There's nowhere else that you fit in the body. God is not mad to put the tongue where it put it. Yeah. Right, so that's what you need to understand. When you isolate yourself from the church, you're hurting the church and you're so hurting yourself. So, yeah. and um, I was listening to this podcast by Jackie Hill Perry, and she said something that really touched me. It says like, God has really designed it in such a way that the the healing for anyone that has gone through church hurt is the church. And that's that sucks to, yeah. to, to be okay with. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not gonna like downplay to say some some churches are not um some churches are like definitely like out of alignment with God or some leaders yeah. are out of alignment with God. Mm. But then there are also leaders that are in alignment with God. It's just like when you have a whack doctor or like somebody messes up your eyebrow, like <laughs> you, you don't say, you don't say, okay, I'm not going to. What like you go find somebody else that knows what you're doing, yeah. right? So how come when it comes to church, we now decide, oh no, we're not going mm-hmm. to anymore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right? So you have to just find somewhere else and just let God lead you and help you through that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also important so that when you are there and you've been healed, like Scripture t- told Peter, like I have prayed for you. Now go strengthen your brethren. Mm. So that way when somebody is coming and you can recognize is it like okay this one has been hurt by the church yeah and you can walk them alongside walk alongside them to help them heal so that again they can they can stay or do their parts you know in the body of christ
0: mm. thank you so much thank you for that for that i really really i really really enjoyed this conversation i'm actually enjoying it because i'm like these are some really important things that need to be discussed that I feel like youth needs to hear because I've met a number of youth that are like, what's what's your sense? I'll just stay at home, right? I'll just do my own thing and at times to try to convince them and convince them. I think that that's the last question I'm going to ask on like younger, girl before I dive into personal stuff with you now, like taking your wardrobe, okay. it's like, have you ever, oh, I think okay. it's frozen. Oh, it's frozen. Why 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 is it frozen? Hmm. Wow, the screen is frozen. Not sure what's happening.
1: Okay. Hey, um, so power just went out, so oh. obviously my my fi just died for a second, so I just connected to my hotspot right now. Okay. Um, so we can use that in the meantime until Okay. I think. Yeah, I just went off and came back on. It looks like there's a storm coming, so.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. My only issue right now is that my battery is low, but we move. <laughs> we move, <laughs> You want to talk with it? Yeah, but I'm also using the port for the mic, so it's kind of uh, okay. weird. But I'll try, it. it's 20%. I'll try to so ensure that we cover grounds within that period. Okay, so um, I wanted to ask you, or oh, I was asking and just frozen <laughs> about like have you I know that you build like relationships with the people that you lead and um for example I have experienced that relationship myself like when you took me out to to um have drinks, when you came to my house and brought me dress to ensure that I attended the events and yeah, all those calls, conversations and you know, chats. I feel like it's an intentional way to build relationship. But I want to ask, have you built relationship with people before or tried to build this type of relationship with people before? And they just like, I don't want you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to go to church. And there's nothing you can do about it. And how did you How did you walk through such situations? Uh,
1: I'm trying to see if there's a particular... Ah, there was. <laughs> I just remember her now. <laughs> um, I think number one, it's important not to take it personal. I think this, this particular instance that I'm remembering now was was, I was still like a newish young adult leader. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think at, at that time, obviously, the person was going through their own whatever, right? Um, So I think it's important not to take it personal. People are just going through whatever and... it's not about you i'm not their holy spirit so i can only only do my best by the time i did my best but then i just left it alone Mm -hmm. right yeah um i left it probably prayed for him for a bit until i kind of moved on to other things Mm -hmm. so in cases like that like pray as the holy spirit gives you leading and sometimes you move on again like i did to other things and then randomly maybe they'll come to your mind again and Mm -hmm. you can uh, pray for them or whatever um so yeah, there's definitely been that, is that been that extent, and even like to the extreme where people that you stuck your neck out for would, would totally like hurt you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just what you have to pick up your cross and keep on going. Yeah, um, I'm talking at this particular one because years later, <laughs> years later, this particular person now was now I guess being the one reaching out and wanting to. But then obviously then I was busy like doing other things and I remember I think there was I was at something and they had I was like some event, and then there was like this person was there too and it was like kind of like a bunch of ladies whatever and I guess everybody had like a card and they said for each person to write something about this person's name that was on the card yeah and I remember seeing her message she said something about how oh like honestly like she's i guess she feels inspired i guess by me and but then by then i wasn't in that church anymore i'd moved on right mm, yeah and yeah and then she just wished she had been i guess more intentional about like i guess stewarding the relationship before in the past yeah and blah blah blah. and i was like oh that's sweet and so it seemed like they kind of wanted to kind of restart that you know what i mean relationship and i guess i i was busy but i just was like okay like sure i guess i i reached out and it's funny she's kind of one of my really good like younger sisters that i mentor or whatever mm-hmm. in, um like just as young adults so i think and then we just have to trust that god cares about this person more than we do mm. and we're not their holy spirit so don't take it personal mm. leave, it, leave it alone right yeah and then pray for them as you're able to pray for them and you know god restores people right like god knows maybe the reason why they're rebelling the reason why they don't want to plug in at that time so just like don't don't add to it essentially Mm. right you don't have to control it because that's that that would just now take them to the extreme so just leave it alone yeah and trust god to finish the work in them Mm. okay
0: Yeah, yeah that makes sense actually you're not the Holy Spirit.
1: <laughs> you can only try and I feel like you probably make things worse. Yeah. Because then people don't want to feel... Because one of the things people push back against is feel, the feeling of maybe church being manipulative or church leaders being manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing I had to learn also was that I can see how... Because I, I think for me, for the longest time, I think sometimes I still do and the Holy Spirit cautions me. Like I downplay that I'm sitting in a place of authority. So sometimes... People will just do stuff because of that. And I guess it just as people were wired against, especially as believers, mm. to respect or to heed to authority. Yeah. So it's really important as a person that's in authority, like a leader, you need to be submitted to God because you can't let flesh take over. When it does, that's when it does become manipulated. Yeah. So you need to understand that like even though you're not trying to really be authoritative yeah. you're sitting in authority yeah so what you say or what you do carries weight and it's really important to be cognizant of that
0: mm. okay yeah that's really important thank you thank you thank you thank you okay so i have another question for you and it's like when i think you i think a leader a i would even, i would even say effortless leader because you just, mm-hmm. I'm just following you. Like if you tell me, to, I'll just be following. You. <laughs> that's that's the kind of vibe that I get. Because, and I feel like it's not because you command the respect. Um, like it's not because you are like on oh, my true that you must respect me. But like your life alone is, is inspiring. You're like this person knows what they are doing. So if this person asks me to do something, most likely there is something actually tangible there for me to do. You know, and the guidance of this person is really appreciated. But also ask you. Have you always been like this? Or if, mm-hmm. if not, what changed? Like how did you now become this awesome leader that we are listening to? What really changed, if anything? Or were you always like this? Some people say, well, I was, as soon as when I was a child, I used to sing with microphone. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, uh, well, I, honestly, I I, I still, I still, um... I still kind of squirm inside when people go on all these accolades. You deserve it no jokes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to it and, I, and I, I pray to never get used to it, right? Because then you don't downplay it. No. Um. So thank you for that. Have I always been like this? Honestly, I wouldn't, have I, I don't know. I, I think, I'm okay, I guess to start, I, I think I need to preface to say I'm one of those people where I'm really hard on myself. So it's possibly a lot of the times, almost all the times I'm downplaying myself as much as I can. Um, and it's not like, Oh, because I want to be humble or anything. It's just, I'm, I know I'm really hard on myself. And I know this is an area God has been helping me with mm. because if I'm hard on myself, then it means I'm going to be hard on people mm. too. So I've definitely grown. I think in that regard, when it comes to just leadership, I've grown in that, in that, um, the giving grace aspect of leadership. So I, I I don't think any leader is born. Nobody like leaders are not born; they're made, right? Mm-hmm. And especially servant leaders, because that's the type of leadership we 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 practice, yeah. or oh, that's, that's the type that type of leaders God has the like Jesus has shown us to be. They're definitely not born. Like servant leadership is not something you're born with, because we know we're born into sin. We're born not to want to do right. So there's no way yeah. anybody's ever born a leader. So any leader that you see that they seem so inspiring, just know that there's been a lot of breaking and meshing and 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 there's been a lot yeah. that God is has done and continues <laughs> to do. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't born like this. I wasn't always like this. I learned a lot also from you know my uh, spiritual father at the time. And one of, the, one of the first things I noticed about him and his wife was like, they're they're like, they just love people. And even though people continue to hurt them, I've hurt them in the past. It doesn't stop them. Like they'll still carry their coconut. They'll still <laughs> put themselves up there. Yeah. Right. And I just found that really amazing. And I, I also had a prodigal daughter, a Portugal son moments with him, especially because I remember I used to go to the church when I was like, in first year in university then like we you know we just went to church because we went to church and then for years i just didn't go back because you know god had not really captured your heart (laughs) and then by the time i I felt like god was tugging, yeah and i found way back in that church and the way he just like was so excited called his wife like come like i you remember to and i was just like and i was feeling very i was feeling shame to see him or face him again yeah i I would never forget that experience. So, Ooh. I think to me, that always reminds me of like the same grace that has been shown to me. Yeah. I should remember to show that to people. And a lot of times it, it was, it would, it's not easy because people will, like legit hurt you and you're still supposed to be the one to, to pull them in. Mm. Like, you know, this. <laughs> this this your proverb. Contrary to popular beliefs, I actually speak Yoruba and I <laughs> understand quite right? well. Like, people always look at me and they just like downplay me if they don't think I'm like evil. And like this, you know, this is the Yoruba proverb that says about forward to, bo momi. Bo momi, to yeah, kind of thing, yeah. right? Just like the translation for those that don't speak the heavenly language of Yoruba, <laughs> it's like you know when you discipline when you discipline a child with the right hand, mm. you embrace him with Over a the with a left hand so essentially the you know the the sandwich approach of giving feedback when you say the nice thing and then you say the thing you need to work on and then yeah. you now finish it off with like another oh you're doing amazing thing right yeah. and i'm learning that's like this particular skill i just mentioned i'm practicing it actively now with my gen z's mm. because <laughs> it's a key one um as well so yeah i wasn't always like this um i'm still growing i continue to grow yeah. and i think at the end of the day especially now let me let me not jump ahead because i know you have questions with that but especially now like obviously like leading people knowing that i'll have to give accounts man that scares me right (laughs) not scaring that like oh my gosh i'm sorry but that makes me sit up that makes me just yield to god even those my feelings sometimes i don't want to yeah (laughs) because i'm justified in my feelings (laughs) but um i think just knowing that at the end of the god god knows and he would not lead me and He won't put me in harm's way like you know he understands how i feel even do i feel hurt Mm -hmm. but if he's directing me to do something specifically and which a lot of times would just kind of tell my flesh or my feelings to shut up a little bit and do what god has called me to do then i at the end of the day i know it's out of his love for me so yeah Mm -hmm thank you sorry so yeah in leadership you continue to grow because you're dealing with people and people are strange and people are weird oh. and even you you are weird hey, and you are <laughs> so everybody is changing so you have to
0: continue to grow yeah. i actually I actually feel you in terms of like you saying that you are you are kind of hard on yourself so you find that 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 means you, you also be hard on people and i feel like most times especially as a leader if they've not or, or we've not grown like you have now to say that oh i've identified this and how do i manage it if you've not sat down to identify that people will just keep complaining that oh you're strict you're strict you're straight to the point or you you're hard on them but they don't understand that you're t- it's the same standard you use for yourself that is it for them right and i feel like it really gives me context and helps me also prepare for even like leading in my home leading at work now i can i can lead better just with this this snippet that you're giving me you sure I you shall not sign up for mentorship with you, guys. <laughs> yeah. okay i have another question and this time it's about manifest hope so in case yes. people that are listening don't know tolu founded manifest hope and i when i saw it i'm like it's about
1: time yeah it's just that I, need, that I need to get back to, <laughs> by the way. But
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I think. It's to send people.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's
0: such a great platform. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, you should talk about it because we need this information. Young adult leaders need to be trained actually because some people might not take time to train themselves. But if there's a platform like that that helps them say, okay, so this is how you can handle such situations, I felt like it's just really helpful. How did Manifest Hope come about? And tell us about Manifest
1: Hope, basically. Hmm. So Manifest Hope is a place where we help young adults and young leaders. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm about to do my my spiel, but anyways, um, it's essentially a place for young adults, um, Christian young adults, and young adult leaders in the church space, or um, maybe not even necessarily in the church space, um, to find like information and help to help them develop into effective leaders and just responsible young adults Mm. um so it started out of like i I, so when i started out as a young adult leader i would always look for help i guess you know you know like we go on youtube we want to find quick like okay whatever obviously there's topics on just again christian living like there are lots of content but just like leading your peers or leading young adults or leadership that is catered to Leading your peers or leading young adults in the church there was really nothing i couldn't find anything Mm, and i was just like wow really like there's nothing or if i found something was like this 50 year old man like like is i I guess him too is just trying to figure it out right so there was almost close to nothing available so i've been feeling this nudge like okay maybe you should but then it's like uh, me i'm just learning what do i know Mm. for the longest time i actually didn't like i i would feel like i knew what to do and i had learned and i had practiced it for such a long time where it was working yeah it went to the fact that to the point where even me i'm shocked because i'm like i don't know how i'm telling these people to do stuff and they actually do it <laughs> and they're <laughs> they doing it joyfully. like how is that happening yes. right so i realized like oh wow i actually have influence in 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 church spaces and also just not just in church, in other young adult species, I find myself, I'm always, always wild every time I go to live aloud. and you know, like you said, like you've been hearing about me online, I'm just like, eh, like, yeah, I'm just doing my thing, so it was born out of that, but again, there was this like, um, imposter syndrome, There was this feeling of inadequacy, where it's like, um, I don't know, like, I, what do I know, right, I'm not a pastor or anything like that, so what authority do I have to be Telling or teaching others what to do, so I would just kind of like you know brush it off or just kind of put it on the back burner for the longest time. And then 2019 November was really actually when it started. I remember there was I had this, I was like in this short relationship and it just ended, and I was just just really like hurt. And then where I'm, I was like in this space of just like what the heck just happened? Like I thought I heard God, and then God with His audacity comes <laughs> and says, "Well, so." What I've been asking you to do—are you ready to do it now? And I remember thinking, "Are you—are you serious right now? Like we are saying one thing, you are saying something <laughs> else. Like, are you—are you kidding me right now?" And then the next day, I just literally just—and I'm—I'm I'm one of those people where it's like, I get an idea once I—it I, doesn't take me a long time to be sold. When I decide I'm doing something, I don't take another few months or years. To, I just jump. So that's essentially what happened when I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. Yeah. And I think it's also important for me then to, like, maybe God also used it to kind of show me that, you know, there's a lot that i put in you. I don't know if you realize mm-hmm. that. I think it, it was important for God to show me that I was a good investment because I think what happens to a lot of people, I'm not going to assume that it only happens to ladies. It's like after we come out of a breakup, we get this. We start to feel inadequate. We start to feel like we were not enough. Mm-hmm. We start to feel like, oh, if if this person, like if it didn't work out, this person, then is it because, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. We start to feel like you know something, and it's not only even because that person broke up with you. It could be you that broke it off. In this case, it was me that yeah. broke it off. And why was I feeling somehow? Yeah. So I think I definitely used it to show me, like, hey, like I've invested in you, and I need you to start pouring out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it started from. And I just started to just, you know, do as I was led. So that's how Manifest of came, um, yeah, came about and I'm still, I'm looking forward to, I guess, where God is taking it because I I know it was definitely my, my launch into, I guess, official public ministry, I would say, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then, then i was touching things that people are like yeah i've been thinking about this but nobody i don't know who like you know what i mean nobody ever talks about it yeah. right so i'm i'm addressing stuff that like ideas that will come to my mind or thoughts that i'm thinking about yeah. and nobody really talks about it in church because you know it's not a, a sunday space or if people don't feel like oh it's something that we can talk about in church yeah. um so yeah that's that's the that's the goal of manifest Health. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of your videos, and I'm like, hey, this is what I'm talking about. People don't understand this part, (laughs) and and I just really, really love those videos. And I feel like in the next, no pressure, right? But I feel like if you start like young adult like um, leaders course, I feel like Mm -hmm. it's something I want to jump on, and it's something I would advise Mm -hmm. everybody to jump on. Like really go and learn because if you see somebody that done thing the same thing. And gotten results from it. Don't don't be proud. Just go and learn. <laughs> Just go and learn. <laughs> and that brings me to my next and final question, and it's about Yazim. So, mm-hmm. guys, I mentioned before that um I've been hearing to 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 and I'm like, who is this person that people are hyping? <laughs> <laughs> I heard this. I'm like, people Can be that awesome? And then and I went to Yazim, which, by the way, I must say that it's in Canada, since I've been to Canada, that's like the first young adult meet, um meeting that I will feel alive. You know, for someone like me that used to be really into the spiritual gathering things like in Nigeria and being here for about four years at that time, and I didn't have something like that. And then I went to Yazem and I was fed. Mm-hmm. And there was this community, this youth gathering, so I'm like, "Can't do this every month <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've been looking forward to Yazim gathering again since it leave, 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 uh, leave it loud i've mm. been I've been looking forward to it again since then, and I'm like, whether I like it or not, okay. wherever it's happening next i'm gonna go. It's my yearly retreat program for myself, and guys, I now met tolu at. Leave it loud, and she was everything that was described. And I also experienced the Leave It Loud in itself. And I'm like, anybody that is on the leadership team of Leave It Loud, you deserve your you deserve your way, your your crown, <laughs> you know I mean? So please tell tell us about tell us about Yasmine. Well. I feel like it's awesome, but I, we need to hear from you yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I think it's important for me to preface that I'm actually no longer in um, the leadership of YASM Canada, but it's definitely. Oh,
0: we didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I'm no longer like oh, there are times and seasons for everything. Um, but it's definitely like a it was a it was really a great honor to be able to serve on that team, and it was also important. Remember, I, I mentioned in the beginning that this landscape of who a young adult mm-hmm. is is changing. Yes. So it was also not just like, oh, like living leadership, but it was also a transitionary thing because the next generation like literally has to take it mm-hmm. over and run with that vision, yes. right? So I'm always very keen, as, again, as a leader, that's one thing you start to think about. Once you're coming up to a year in a positional authority, start thinking about transition. start thinking about replicating yourself in mm-hmm. people. That said, definitely still has my heart in young adults. Like, obviously, I'm a Young Adults Ministry, still in Yazem, Canada, and live it loud. And I agree with you. It's definitely a conference that's life-changing. I remember I went to my first one in 2013, actually. Yeah, that was when I started, I was turned into young adult leadership in 2012. So from 2013, like, there was really a revival of fire that I that I definitely took away from yeah. there. So, um, living out, you know, if you don't know, it's a yearly young adults conference hosted by YASM Canada. So young adults and singles ministry Canada of the redeemed Christian church of God in Canada. And it goes, it happens every year. So unfortunately due to COVID it wasn't, it didn't happen in 2020, 21 and 22. Yeah. It didn't happen in person. Yeah. It's usually like a weekend Thursday to Sunday type of retreats where you go away. It goes from city to city across Canada. And alternates between like east and west. So this year it's in Ottawa. So if you're around, like people even still come from the west. Like I love the Calgary, Edmonton, like BC. <laughs> they come in their drones. <laughs> so something just exciting because you get to meet all the young adults from all across the country. Yeah. So that's really fun. Yeah. Um, one of my really good friends, like Fikayo, I met her from serving and living out wow. <laughs> and you know, yeah, like we're even though we no longer obviously serve the again anymore transition yeah we're still definitely really good friends um till today mm. so um it's a conference that again every young adult should definitely go to you get to meet other young young adults and i do hear people are finding romantic connections oh. there as well so that's, that's always good <laughs> um and again like it's definitely true like the revival being seen other young adults especially if your church um, you guys in your church are struggling with just kind of getting young adults going. And I, I think that was the point I was at in 2013 mm-hmm. when I went to live a lot. And it, it was amazing to see, you could tell the churches that their young adults are bonded because they come in their numbers, number one, and they're very loud and noisy. <laughs> <laughs> the energy, right? Yeah. So just be able to see, like, hey, you know what's actually possible? And then you can get to talk to other young adult leaders like you. How so how did you get disabled to follow you from mm. all the way from all the the other end of the country, yeah. right? So you get to you get to do that, and also again, just the spiritual impartation and feeling. and like you mentioned, like there's the revival, there's a fire yeah. that burns up in you when you see other young adults like on fire for God, and you're just like, I don't have to, mm. like, do you know? Yeah. What I, mean? I want, to, I also want to be on fire like that. So if you have young adults that in your, in your, in your team or in your young adult group and everybody's just kind of lollygagging, just doing whatever, yeah. make that investment, talk to your pastors, definitely go to live it loud. And it's just not all fun. It's not all like, oh, very serious spirituality. It's also fun. Yeah. Right. I love the live it loud spirits. I love the energy. I love the camaraderie. I love just, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's a different vibe. So yeah. Um, I think definitely everybody should go. And then if you go, if you can try to serve, I always tell people serving is the easiest way to make mm. friends because believe it enough, I hate being new. People don't believe me. Like I get so self-conscious, like, <laughs> so what has helped yeah. me anyway, I enter, I find myself and I'm just like, that. that's why I don't like networking. I, I, I really hate it. So if I can serve, yeah. cause then serving distracts me from myself paying attention to myself or like being self-conscious. Mm. And then I generally get to meet people just easily. I don't have to really worry too much about yeah. that. So if you can serve too, um, definitely do mm. that um, as okay. well. So yeah, that, that's what i would say about living out. Yeah. Um, it would be worth your yeah. time. Yeah. All
0: right, all right. You right.
1: You've heard it.
0: Let me see you there. Come take a selfie with us when you're there <laughs> because I would actually love to see people actually go there and experience it um and mm-hmm. after you experience it i'm very sure i don't need to tell you to go back that's just say, <laughs>
1: yeah and bring, other
0: people, and bring other people yeah so um we're gonna wrap it up now but thank you thank you thank you so much for your time like i really don't take it for granted i know you're a busy person you're a very busy person so i, I do not take it for granted and i thank you for sparing this time to talk to us to talk to me first of all <laughs> and then to, for sharing wisdom <laughs> and also for i would say for justing with me on this platform right now and um i pray that god blesses you even beyond your imagination in the name of jesus and i pray that you experience god even in a deeper dimension in the name of jesus and i pray that god will continually make you smile in jesus
1: name
0: mm. amen amen
1: all right guys thank, thanks for having me and uh, it's really an honor to be able to just you know chat about young adults. I definitely, generally love oh. serving in young adults ministry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Don't forget to um listen to this and share with your family and your friends. And I know that everyone will be blessed. And keep an eye out for like the next episodes and the next episodes and the next episodes. Thank you again for joining the heart Import. See ya.